Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Quick couple of show notes. Bag Milk is in Toronto. He's like he's going on a flight this morning. Oh, yeah. So we don't have him for our Bag Milk hit on Wednesdays, but we're going to talk to him tomorrow before the All-Star game. So that's nice. There you go. Yeah, there we go. We're moving Bag Milk. He's normally on a Wednesday. Uh, also, another pair of Monster Pro Rest. Monster PW Stand Your Grills. It's coming up at the end of the show. That'll be a parting gift. Can you try to give it to people that understand what they're getting? <laughs> he gives it to Lee. And she, she is, what did I win? I, what she is this wrestling? no idea. Is this Olympic wrestling? I have a- answered 30 emails from Lee. What is this? Where do I get tickets? Do I need to wear spandex? <laughs> She's very confused. Yeah. Am I in the match? If, if they text, <laughs> if, if they text in, should I start the, stretching? I usually think that they want the tickets. Um, Jimmy is also. Um, He's got the old glasses on from Specsavers. Yeah, yeah, there he is. If you want to go go check out his social media, I think I reposted a, the video as well. Yeah. It's on the Locker Room YouTube page? Yes. Okay, go check out the video of Jimmy getting fitted yesterday. It's kind of funny. Were you shocked when you walked into your apartment and saw it for the first time in glasses with glasses? <gasps> oh, no, my I know God, I've been like living you. like this. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, today would have been... No, he's still alive. I think Johnny Rock. Ryan's still alive. Yeah, Johnny Ryan's still alive. Sex Pistols. News Center. The Locker Room. News. Canada's interim ethics commissioner, Conrad Von Vinkenstein. No. Totally sounds made up. (laughs) No. Has confirmed that Justin Trudeau um, consulted consulted with his office in advance of his latest Jamaican vacation. (laughs) I feel like it's just Trudeau with a mustache on. (laughs) It's just a fake. (laughs) Oh, I'm Conrad Von Winkenstein. Trudeau did nothing wrong. Um... Oh, my God. (laughs) He said uh, Trudeau was within the rules to accept the vacation as a gift from a friend. Um, He said that Trudeau consulted with him before they left. The Trudeau that Trudeau took with his family over Christmas was valued at $80,000. The conservatives have maintained they think it was a substantial and influencing gift and that it shouldn't have been allowed. So I kind of agree. (laughs) Well... I don't know what to think anymore because it's kind of weird that we are like, I, I, I always have to, I've had this conversation before whenever there's anything Justin Trudeau related, I, I desperately try to take my hatred for the man out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and try then to not be so biased, try not be so biased because I can't stand him. And I do, I will say this mm-hmm. on the outside looking in just surface value. It is kind of funny 
that the guy that runs our country, that we don't want him to go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want him to have anything nice. It is a little weird to me. mad at him every but, time he does But anything. then yesterday, when they're asking him about it, he's doing one of his scrums, and he's got that look. <laughs> and he's like, like many Canadians, I spent the holidays with family friends. And then they ask him a follow-up question about the holiday. Yeah. And he's like, like many Canadians, I spent holidays with friends. And I'm just like... <laughs> Everyone hates you. Yeah. And this is the second year in a row that they've gone to that place. So Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> is the ethics commissioner... <laughs> is he a family friend uh, who, of Justin who Trudeau's knows? again? Yeah. <laughs> he was on the trip with him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why? 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 Why do we get so mad about it? Yeah, I don't know. It's We get very it's, mad about it. It's this. time. Like, he's got to walk away. Like, he can't yeah. do anything anymore, right? You would think so. Right. Apparently, there's rumors PP was has been gone for three weeks and came back well, with a facelift. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing too. They'd all take that trip. Every one of them would. If I would, everyone in politics, if they were offered that trip, they would be on it. Yeah. See, I think he's got to handle it a little bit differently. Like yeah, he's got to Fickenstein. He's, he's got to get more like you would take it. You're just jealous. Yeah, you're just jealous. You didn't get an eighty thousand dollar trip. I took the trip. I want an eighty thousand dollar trip. Right here. <laughs> right here. You know how stressful this thing is? Into the locker room. The story is a little bit confusing because he actually pulled off the heist, this mobster, years ago. Right, Grant? Yeah, I believe so. But is it just that the case is just coming? I think they just kind of figured it out and they've solved it. And now they're saying they're not going to charge him because he's on his deathbed. Oh! So. Okay, that makes sense. So um, he's he's maybe admitted that he was the guy now. So Terry John Martin is seventy six years old. He's on his deathbed. Bed. He's a dying mobster. He confessed to stealing um, the the ruby red shoes from Wizard of Oz back in two thousand and five. <laughs> <laughs> from Minnesota. So weird. Uh, and the, he said he had no idea how famous these shoes were when they stole them, but um, yeah. Is there he a reason why it. he did it? Like, <laughs> so random. From what I kind of read was he just wanted to make one last heist and somebody told him about these shoes were valuable. He didn't really know why they were valuable, but he stole them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because didn't... Didn't your... Didn't these things resurface like four or five years ago or something like that? I believe so, yeah. Remember we were talking about the <clears throat> the only reason why we talk about the this Wizard of Oz as much or as, as we're fascinated by it here in the locker room is because Jimmy's one Obviously, of the munchkins. The, yeah, Jimmy was <laughs> where he got his start was in that movie. Um, so he ended up like they ended up getting returned back to the museum. Yeah. And then he found out how much they were worth. and <laughs> That's the whole thing. Uh, yeah. So three and a half stupid. million dollars. They were three and a at. half million yeah. dollars. Um, have you been following the hockey card thing? Um, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So the, the old peachy hockey cards that were found. So yeah, I've been following that and uh, I'm fascinated by that. So this guy just, there's no real explanation. He had a box in his house and he was saying he ordered it direct from the, so your, your theory was that he worked at a convenience store. 
Well, that someone, his grandma or grandpa owned a convenience store. Or something. And it yeah. just ended up getting buried in his house in Saskatchewan, right? And that, you know what, it just, it was something that they had kicking around and he finally, like, blew the dust off of it. Yeah. And realized he had a box of 7980 Opeachy hockey cards. And then everyone's, like, trying to predict how many rookie cards there'll be from Gretzky in it. Yeah. Which sell for about a million a pop. So they're saying that it's one, um, one, like that whole case of the 25 individual boxes, the boxes you put out on the shelf, there's a potential of 20 to 25 rookie cards from Gretzky. Right now it's selling for $1.3 million. So that auction, I looked into it this morning. I went online and found the auction. Yeah. And I don't know if any, I don't think there's too many people listening to the locker room that have that kind of cake <laughs> floating around. But um, it's, it's an investment. Interest, it's an investment. Convince your wife. Yeah. But if, um, if you're interested, we can send you the link to the auction so you can keep an eye on yeah. it. I'm curious about what this guy's going to make. Just off give this us thing. one of the cards. Yeah, just one. That's, That's all, all we need. All we need. Yeah. If you do win it. <laughs> so yeah, it's going one until Gretzky the card, please. It's going to the end of February. Any predictions? It'll get. Uh, well, towards the end, I'm sure it'll pick up, right? So it's at 1.3 million right now. So. Yeah. If let's say there is 20 Gretzky cards, that's potentially 20 million dollars mm-hmm. if he resell it. So I bet you it gets close. I bet you it goes over 15. You would think so, yeah. The Locker Room, only on Chris. I don't want to have to explain the E. Jean Carroll thing. She's the woman who sued Trump, sexual assault, won the court case, and he has to pay her $83 million. He um, said a bunch of stuff about her. She sued him. She won. Then he kept going. She sued him again. And the latest settlement is uh, like over $80 million, 83, $85, $88 bucks, right? She's doing an interview the other day, and they ask her what she's going to do with the money, yeah. which I'm still not sure. What are you going to do with $88 million? Still not sure she'll ever get it, because he'll just keep suing till he dies. He'll de- de- declare bankruptcy or Something. whatever. They always yeah. do that. Anyway, um, I kind of like her. Um, <laughs> she said... I'm going to spend the money on something that will upset him. <laughs> something that he hates. Well, that's what um, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife has kind of done. Because she got like billions of dollars, and she's just giving it to charities, which drives <laughs> him nuts. <laughs> oh, the scorn, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was thinking about it. We'll go around the horn. If you were E. Jean Carroll and you had that kind of money and you were trying to spend it on something to upset Donald Trump, which I applaud, good for her. Yeah. What are you going? What are you going with, Jimmy? Oh, Truth Social, and then kick him off it. That's not by his own social media. That's and by his own off. social media. Company. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's not the worst yeah. Idea. And then ban him from ban- it. Yeah, that's Walk pretty him? good. Oh, that's good. That's good, Grant. Um, I was going to do the Obama Foundation. <laughs> Here's 80, $80 million to the Obama or the Clinton Foundation. That's really good, too. That's good. I, I, had, uh, I had two possibilities. One, health food stores. <laughs> Throw a bunch of money at Whole Foods. That would upset him. Um, I would also just start buying up all the real estate he's going to lose. 
in that lawsuit in New York. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he's losing that one, too. They're going to make him pay back a bunch of money. Well, he's going to lose a bunch like of assets. That like $250 million. Yeah, so yeah. I would just go in and just start. I'll buy that hotel. <laughs> I'll buy that hotel. The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. In my ongoing attempt to be a better human and to be, be a better person for my friends and family. You're always trying. We know we know that about you. If something pops up and I'll I'll read it. Although this is not going to make me look good. Why does this make me angry? The single most powerful morning habit you will make that will make a huge difference in your life. So okay. I click on that that stupid link. As you would, yeah. Right? And, yep. I, and I have a quick little look. And it's I'm thinking, what is it? This gonna, I got to do this. What yeah. do I need to buy? Is it a drink? Do I need to do chin-ups? Like, what is it? Cold plunge? <laughs> Journaling. Oh, yeah. Jimmy journals. Uh, not every day, but I still do. Why does that annoy me? What's wrong? What's <laughs> wrong with me? I've actually journaled before, and I like it. Come on. I, it works. What? It works to, like, sometimes I've been frustrated about something or whatever, mad, and I will literally, by the time you were done writing, you were over it. You, by, even by the time you, you're done writing, you're like, wow, I'm an idiot. That was not worth my time. And if to you're angry. struggling with something, because like when I went to Momentum across the road, uh, across the hall there. They brought it, this up? They, they said, you know, it does help to get your thoughts and feelings out on paper to help, help you acknowledge what you're struggling with, and it's easier to deal with. Okay. All right. I'll try to keep an open mind. <laughs> Clearly, there's work you to be done. You should do it. You should I'm try it. I'm not journaling. I am not. My on. version of this is writing emails, complaint emails. That is not journaling. That's, that's journaling. Not, that's that's not, not, journaling. not journaling. From the Harvard Media News Center, the locker room news. So just yesterday, Calgary, only two weeks after they implemented this bylaw, um, voted to repeal their single-use bylaw amid public and political pushback. Obviously, um, that was big news here in Edmonton because we have a similar bylaw here where we have to pay for bags or takeout containers. Um, so yeah, Calgary, they put it in literally two weeks ago. And then two weeks, they said, this is it? not worth the hassle. We're getting rid of it. Okay. Um, Danielle Smith says she has asked her Minister of Municipal Affairs to look into whether bylaws in Edmonton are within municipal jurisdictions. So. Didn't the federal courts ban on single... That got thrown out. The the courts said it, they couldn't do that. It was overreaching. Yeah. Um, so but, when I... Th- yeah. When I saw that, I thought maybe that the the one the local one would get thrown out too, or would get yeah. But it was our appeal. own bylaw, so yeah. Okay, um, but Danielle Smith is on it. She's looking into it. She's Thank drinking Canada dry ginger ale from a giant um, straw. So I saw that. <laughs> so stupid. Why <laughs> she? She had bigger issues than yeah. taunting, she just, than taunting Edmonton. She just wants everyone to know that she hates turtles. <laughs> I mean, oh dude, nobody, hates, is nobody hates the paper straw more than I do. But, but you're right. I'm not on there taunting. So weird. <laughs> so <laughs> bizarre. The locker room. So this is audio from air traffic control. 
It's about 13 minutes long. I found a link on YouTube. Yeah. And it is recent, too. It's from January 19th, 2024. And it's pilots and air traffic control talking back and forth about something that they're seeing. Now, I'm playing one clip. I listened to the whole thing, and I went mm-hmm. back and I grabbed, because it was communication with, I think, I'm trying to remember the number. It was more than a couple of planes. Yeah, no, this was like all across the prairies and pilots and air traffic controllers from all across the prairies. The first yeah. call back to the tower is from a female pilot, and she's asking if there's any military things, blah, blah, blah. I didn't, I didn't actually cut that one out because it was pretty long. Yeah. The second call is a flight from Manitoba, I think, going to Calgary or Edmonton or something, coming towards Alberta. And but has just left Edmonton. So I'll play that that clip. And if you're interested in this, Jimmy can send you the link, the YouTube link, and you can you can have a listen to it for yourself. I'm just playing like literally 30 seconds mm-hmm. of it. See something uh, flashing lights. Uh, Sorry, left 30. Uh, Sorry, 600. Yeah, forming triangles, then flying away and coming back. Report light is coming uh, towards us, uh, slowly above us. There's a couple. Take Mark 7860. Do you have any traffic out there? Uh, no, I, I had one other report uh, 10 minutes ago from a, a Morningstar flight uh, east of Regina. Uh, reported the same thing. Uh, her best guess was was around somewhere around flight level 500, and uh, thought it might be somewhere north of, of Winnipeg. I do have a prediction to make. Okay. That's pretty crazy audio. It is pretty crazy. Yeah. And there's 13 minutes of it, and it's multiple, multiple calls. Flights, Flare Airlines, um, cargo jets. Multiple planes. bunch of people saying, asking, is there military planes flying around here? The yeah. guy that, that is at the end that's obviously from air traffic control, he's on the on the 13 minutes quite a bit. Yeah. So he's in communication going back and forth with the pilots. Um, and he's trying to be, right, like there's... There's just there's a hesitation to yeah. say well well it must be UFO UFO I'd be like it's a UFO yeah <laughs> panic panic <laughs> uh, but they're all very calm everyone's pretty yeah. like stoic about the whole thing but my prediction is is with all the craziness that's happening in the world right now you're gonna see the sightings and and reports start and to go up you're gonna go way up I okay. think it's spy planes from China thanks Jimmy. <laughs> Yeah, they're really interested in Regina. Yeah. <laughs> hey, in Winnipeg, there must be something going on in, you know. It's interesting. It's interesting audio. And, and again, I think what makes it, like Graham pointed it out, it's multiple sightings. Yeah. It's not one. Well, NORAD was on it because they had so many reportings that they had to investigate, too. And it's recent, too, from January 19th, 2024. I was asking Grant, and we don't really have this information, but... You don't often hear like that. You don't hear the the communication between... I know they record all that. Yeah, there's a website, um, liveatc.net, and you can go and listen to it. But who's going to sit there and listen to all the audio and and find that? (laughs) I I would. The Locker Room, only on Cruise. I have another prediction with respect to UFO sightings, and this is actually directly related to this room, right? And James P. White's recent acquisition of a pair of glasses. Mm. Guess who's going to see the next UFO? Jimmy. He can see things now. Yeah. 
I noticed yesterday when I put and my glasses. You're glass, getting alien. I, you're I getting, noticed when I put you're my uh, probe too. Yeah. <laughs> when I put my glasses on yesterday, I realized how much you look like one. Uh, oh. There. Grab report coming up. What do we got? We're going to be talking about this water shortage. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report. Brought to you by Battle Rattle Tactical Supplies. Supplying the front line since 2016. Now, Grant Johnson. Epcor has announced that they expect the ban on non-essential water usage in Edmonton and the surrounding area to continue on for the rest of this week. It's an interesting time because if this happened, let's say, 10 years ago, Epcor would have put out an alert, told people to limit water usage, and we would have all gone, oh, okay, sure, whatever, I'll turn off the tap when I brush my teeth. No big deal. But now, and I think it's because of the Coors 19 and people's distrust of everything, people are mad anytime they're asked to do anything. Hey, do you think you could use a little less water? Never! Now I'm going to use even more water. <laughs> There's guys out there taking baths just because they think it's somehow upsetting Trudeau. You know who I feel really bad for right now with this water shortage is the BMW owner who is going to have to go a week without a car wash. You know that guy. They're always in front of you at the car wash. Your car is just completely filthy. Their car has zero dirt on it but they're still getting it washed. I'm sure they're dealing with it well this week. I do feel bad for car wash owners, though. This is like prime car wash season. Yeah, no kidding. They should be making bank right now, putting kids through college. Actually, Epcor um, wanted me to use the grant report this morning to give a special thank you to James P. White, who apparently has taken the water ban very seriously and has not used any water at all this week. <laughs> Quit cleaning. He's a ma- he's a managed to avoid doing any cleaning or laundry, and he's been brushing his teeth with Mountain Dew. <laughs> Thank you for your sacrifice, Jimmy. We appreciate it. The Grand Report is brought to you by our new Rock Out With Your McRib Out t-shirt. For sale now, just text us to get the link to our shop. Welcome to the locker room. I'm not really watching anything right now. Like, I didn't have a show for, like, the last couple of months. It's been a pretty dry period. I usually have a show that I binge. That you're going on, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was. I tried to get into Mad Men. That, and you then gave got, up on it? I gave up on it when they pulled it from Prime, and I uh, have no desire whatsoever to go, it out. to go back and try to find it somewhere else and keep going. Jimmy had mentioned that Reacher thing, yeah. so I started watching Reacher, and I got through the first season of that, and just begrudgingly, why do I get sucked into these bad shows and feel yeah, like I need to show. finish them? It wasn't good. I, I'm sorry. I, I can't explain it. I don't know what it. you're smoking. Uh, like, it was a great show. The second season's even better. So the Margrave thing is, he was down there, counterfeit. That was season one? Yeah. Okay, so I did watch season one. Uh, I, I can't explain. It's just kind of... It's, it's hokey. Generic. It's generic is what it is. It's, it's And he walks funny. <laughs> he walks funny. He walks like he's trying to hold something in his bum. <laughs> Dude, have you seen this why guy? He, this guy is trim? built like Listen, I'm not he saying walks, he's not. He, he walks like a like. No, he walks. He walks like this. He's walking like he's yeah, going to take a dump. The Rock doesn't walk like that, and he's enormous. Yeah, there's something wrong with his hips or something. Um, I think 
Yeah, the Reacher to me is just kind of just too generic. It's I don't know. I don't know what it is. I can't kind of explain a... it. I was watching it last night. I'm like, why am I watching this? Well, have you started the new True Detective yet? Well, I'm kind of waiting. My wife for has wife. been really busy with work on her end, and mm. we talked about possibly watching that together. And we don't watch shows together like hardly yeah. ever. Um, so. This one, she's mildly interested in it. Yeah, so you're gonna wait. For so her. I'm gonna wait till she says we'll go. We'll watch that one. Plus, it's it's being released weekly, so there's yeah. only like three episodes out right now. So we'll catch up quick. We uh, started watching the Expats show. It's a new Nicole Kidman one. Okay, on I um, Prime. Heard of it. It's yeah. It's, the first episode was pretty good. Expats. Expats. Can you give me? So a... she's an American. Her and her husband live in Japan. Um, there's the first episode we watched was really setting it up, but I think at some point her son goes missing, like is kidnapped. Okay. And there's a whole bunch of tie-ins to that, but yeah, it's expats. It's Americans living in Japan, and you know he wants to. That leave. sounds okay. Yeah. It, uh, is it getting good Nicole reviews? Kidman does. I mean, does good things. Yeah. Um, pretty good reviews. Seventy-nine percent on. Rotten Tomatoes. Lower audience score, though, 60%. But, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll have a look at that. But There's yeah, some Reacher, stuff coming you're giving up. up on it? I don't know if I'll... See, with Jimmy, like we've talked about this we've at nauseum, when Jimmy likes something, yeah, I'm, I'm immediately leery about it, right? No, uh, you're not immediately leery. You immediately hate it. There's because, a reason. No, I have like some is, stuff. Your seal, is, like your stamp of approval is not very good. If Jimmy's typically saying like, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you're, like you, you bring Lock, up like Fire Hall 19. Yeah. <laughs> like if Locke recommends something to me, it. I'm it's, like, oh, I'll check that out. If Jimmy, it's Station 19. What? And Kevin Bacon's in it. And also, um, <laughs> what's his, Rob Lowe. You know what this Reacher reminds me of? It reminds me of, you know, the new Hawaii Five O, which I, I kind of watched a bit of that. Yeah. It, it's like that, but he's like, uh, like a military FBI guy. It, it's almost like that. It's kind of hokey, but hokey on a, on a weird sort of glossy level. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out why I don't like Reacher. Lots of um, Lizard said it's mindless fun. Yeah, like, it's not really a show you get hooked on. Like lately, I've, I've been looking for that because I need to shut my brain off. So yeah. that's that was why I would. That's why I think why I ended it's up not a show it. that you're going to get. Like it's not a Breaking Bad where you're invested in every episode. But if you need to turn your mind off and. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. This is the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Okay, we're calling Daniel Otis. Hello, Daniel speaking. How are you doing, Daniel? Hey, good. Yourself? Good. You're based in Toronto? Correct. You are a freelance investigative journalist? Correct. I'm also an investigative journalist. I cracked the story on the McRib coming back to Canada. (laughs) (laughs) I was the first one in Canada to... (laughs) Look at that. We're, we're, we're already seeing you're seeing some common ground here. Um, Amazing. Do you do a lot of UFO stuff generally? Is that is that your focus? I, I cover all kinds of things, but yeah, this has been a, a bit of a beat of mine since oh, about mid 2021. Okay, I've done about two dozen stories on the subject for both CTV and Vice. Perfect. So. 
one of the things about this most recent um, article that CTV picked up is that it's air traffic control conversation between, well, the air traffic control and numerous pilots. And uh, we tracked down the YouTube uh, link, the, the audio, and we've been sending that to people. We started talking about it about an hour ago, Daniel. And uh, yeah, everyone wants to, to hear this thing. And it was a triangle thing. You can go listen to the audio. Um, when you jump into these waters, do you get any any backlash about like from the from the the people who are like anti UFO? Um, I don't think I get any backlash. Generally speaking, um, you know, I tackle this subject as I would any other subject as a journalist. You know, I look for the data, I present the information, I seek out experts, and I avoid speculation. I mean, okay. if I started doing guesswork about what this stuff might be, I might receive backlash. But no, I, I think people who are on both sides of the debate uh, appreciate that material like this is being presented objectively without any kind of hyper-speculation. Hmm, that's interesting. And not that I want to give you any stories or story ideas, but we have somebody in the room who is a denier of aliens and we think the reason is is because he actually might be an alien himself <laughs> so if you ever want to dig into that um, just just yeah. let us know we can hook you up with his you know his contact info and you can do a little bit of investigative journalism there you need a life exclusive eh? <laughs> <laughs> were, were you into um, UAPs and UFOs before 2021 when you started writing about it or is it a new thing yeah. with the kind of normalization of it all yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in the in the '90s. The X Files was on when I was a kid. Yes, it, it was always a subject that I was aware of, but it was never something I took seriously. You know, I, and what happened was it, the New York Times started covering this yeah. uh, a few years ago, and, and when they started covering this, it kind of opened up my eyes to this the potential of this being you know a topic for serious journalistic investigation. Um, and during the pandemic, I, I started filing Canadian Freedom of Information requests. I was quite surprised when I started getting results uh, from the Air Force and Canadian Transportation authorities that showed, you know, pilots, soldiers, police officers, etc. They've been spotting these kinds of things over Canada for decades. And our transportation officials and our military have clear procedures on the books uh, for what to do when sightings like this come in. How difficult was it to get the audio that you got for this article with the conversation about this triangle thing? It, it took a lot, a, a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, there's a website called liveatc.net that uh, streams and archives air traffic control audio. So with this particular case, uh, Transport Canada, which is the federal transportation department, they maintain an online aviation incident database that documents everything from mechanical failures to bird strikes to drunk and unruly passengers. Wow. And this database is peppered with about three decades of unusual sightings from pilots. So this report from January 19th uh, appeared in this database, and then I got digging, uh, looking for the air traffic control audio. It took me about a day. There was about two and a half hours of raw audio I found that was relevant. And from that, I was able to edit out and call about these 13 minutes that you're listening to now. And it's multiple sightings, right? Yeah, we're, we're talking about at least four aircraft seeing this thing in real time. Two other pilots coming in to say, hey, we've seen something similar over the past couple of months. And then I also found a recording uh, from uh, uh, Memphis, Tennessee from later the same day with several pilots describing something very similar.
Wow. Well, you know what? We'll continue to send the link out. We also retweeted the story that CTV picked up that you wrote. Um, where can people follow you? You sound like an interesting follow, Daniel. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at DSOtis. Uh, you can also find my personal website, DanielOtis.ca. On other social media sites, look up my name, Daniel Otis, you'll find me. But yeah, Twitter and my website are the best places. Welcome to the locker room. By the way, that podcast that we release every day at the end of the show, um, we'll have all the alien stuff on it. Our conversation That's with the right. guy that broke that story about all the sightings from all of the, like he said, up to four different flights in the prairies on January 19th reported back to air traffic control with a very similar sighting. So, and so he had all the air traffic control audio and stuff, that, that stuff, yeah. And apparently Daniel Otis, who broke that story, he's a freelance investigative journalist, is oh. also interested in studying Jimmy who is alien. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You're the one who looks more alien than yeah, me. We've you talked sound about exactly this. like Elf. Yeah. <laughs> Only when I get frustrated with you guys. Um, we're in the middle of a push-up challenge. It ends today. We had to do 100 push-ups a day for the month of January. And I, what I've been doing, because we have a text group. Yeah. We have a show text group. This is because you guys lost the celebrity death pool to me. Yeah. Um, and so that your punishment Norman was... Lear. Norman, Norman Lear. Norman Lear died. When he passed away. Um, so 100, 100 push-ups a day. What's the next challenge? The next challenge... Why am I gapping on that? Look it up to me. Is... It was something awful again. Yeah, working for Arden Roof. Oh, that was an awful. <laughs> that working for Arden Roof Systems is a good job, but us going and working for it's a day is yeah. awful. And for them and for us. Yes. And I and I told them if I I'm one of the losers, Stacey agreed to that. <laughs> so we're gonna go be up on a roof. I told him if pulling shingles, if I'm one of the losers, I'm not going on no roof. Well, I think we're gonna be doing a lot of hauling shingles it's to a be, ladder. It's gonna be throwing stuff in a dumpster. Yeah, and then the guys actually doing the work properly from the yeah. roof, throwing shingles at us to put in. A Here's a broom, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be the cleanup crew that day for them. Um, the reason I bring it up is because we have a feeling, Grant and I have a theory that Jimmy has not been living up to the 100 push-ups a day. Because at first, the beginning of the month, he would update us. On no, I 100. never did. I never did. You would talk about it, though, in the, in the room. You would talk about, oh, my joints were creaking, and I did I did 10. I did my final 10 at wrestling practice, and Massive was laughing at me, and you would give it little tidbits like that, and then those have stopped. It's really dropped off. Yeah. yeah. You I just don't care this. to tell you. I've been know. doing it. There's been a little bit of accountability, lack of accountability on your part. I've been sending when I do my 10. I like this morning, I've already done 30. Yeah, right? he sends every time I he does a group of 10. He yeah, sends I send them back. to you. I, I did 20 before I came to work this morning. Could have updated us. <laughs> Why? I don't need accountability. Don't, I don't feel like I need to tell you. Do I need to tell when, you any, every time I take a dump? I think when I, I, well, just, exactly. Actually, when I lost the celebrity death pool and I had to use one ply toilet paper for a month, I updated. He was, bringing was in, he was bringing in the one ply and roll I was every day. on how sore I was. Yeah. And what and kind of creams I was using. Yes. He also had the whole family using that toilet paper. <laughs> That's to save money. Yeah. <laughs> the Locker Room. Only on Chris. How would you play Smart Ruffalo if somebody was asking who he was? He's got curly, curly uh, dark hair. Yeah, the Hulk. He, and I don't even watch those movies, but he's the Hulk. He was he was the Hulk in the all the Avengers. Hulk. Uh, it was more like the fourth, but um, well, but he was in he he started the in the fourth, Avengers there's movies. Been four Hulks. 
There was Bill Bixby. That was the TV series. Then there, then there was, was. You got to stop there me. Was, <laughs> why don't why you do stop ask these me? Questions? Why do you ask these questions? Stop then there was, me. Uh, then there was uh, what's his name? Banna. Um, we're we're moving on. Ed Norton was the bad one. He was yeah, the good new bad. one. He, Ed yeah, Norton he, was the bad new one. The new Hulk. New, and Mark yeah. Ruffalo Mark. was also really good in Shutter Island. Um, with Leo, yeah, I, I, Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't remember him in that. He was also he was in. His partner. He was also in that movie um, that that he was the investigative journalist. Zodiac. No, oh. in the movie that uncovered the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. What was that one Spotlight. called? Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah. Yes, he's the guy from Spotlight. It was about the, the abuse actor. of the, the the Catholic Church and the priests and everything like that in the Boston area. He's a good actor, but when I think of Mark Ruffalo, I think of the Hulk. I mean, okay, yeah. So he had a dream. Can you wrap your head around doing this? He had a dream yeah. that he had a brain tumor and said, "I think I'm going to go to the doctors, honey." Went to the doctors, had a golf-sized mass, and recently, this is a recent thing. This is. It was, he was filming The Last Castle. It's crazy. So he went in, and they they removed it, but it was a dream. He had a dream about a brain tumor, went to his doctor, and had a brain tumor. Like, that's... Yeah. I wonder if he's the type of guy that's always paranoid about his health. I, th- I was thinking that, Because I do right? know people where they're like, they're always... You know, so how many times has he gone to the doctor yeah. and said, "I got a like a guy, there's something wrong." I'm here. worried. I got this. So I got this yeah. new thing. I got Could this. He so be, for sure, and then he that. just got lucky this time. And then he got lucky. Yeah, maybe no. I don't know. It's it, when I read the story, uh, it didn't really say that he was, you know, that he was a hypochondriac or anything like that. No, but. he didn't talk about that. But he just had this crazy dream. He said, "I mean, sometimes you just know, right?" Mm-hmm. And people know their own bodies. I had a similar situation when I went to the doctor. Um, like I think it was, it's probably seven, eight years ago. And he said, y- you have a swollen liver. And I said, no doctor, it's a super liver. <laughs> and then you told him that you, you drink a 48 pack, uh, every two weeks. And he said, I don't think so. And I went, yes, it is. And then we did a bunch of tests and guess what? I'm fine. Yeah, you're good. It's a super liver. (laughs) You're listening to The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and Cinnamon Jimmy. Grant Johnson, you're the study king. What do we got? Well, there's been a lot of talk about drinking and the different age groups and how people drink and how much people drink. Yeah, and just all these different things. And so they've talked about in the past how Gen Z doesn't drink that much anymore. They don't go out. And they did this study and found Gen Zers... Um, so that's like your daughter's age, you know, yeah. mid twenties and under. I got two Gen Zs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, prefer to drink at home. Hmm. So when they were surveying them and studying them, they asked, "Where do you prefer to drink?" And it's almost seventy percent of them said, uh, "At home is my favorite place. I'd rather stay home and drink." It's interesting because I think you can have you can have a kid right that falls into whatever category, whatever generation thing, and we're mm-hmm. all broken out into like we're. Uh, Jimmy and I are Gen X. You're a millennial. Yeah. Um, I got the Gen Zs in the house, uh, raised the Gen Zs. Yeah. And we, we've talked about this with you. You're like a hybrid millennial. Well, like, I'm a, I'm like at the age, I'm the millennial age where I grew up half my life without technology and then half with. So plus like, you were a small town and I was small kid. town, so we were a little behind. <laughs> so you kind of got, yeah, we did, got we did things a little differently. So some of those more annoying millennial like, traits might have been beaten out of you because of the like small I, town thing. As I was like getting to like 
18 years old, that's when cell phones started to kind of become more popular and stuff. Yeah. So I'd lived, I lived my childhood without that stuff. See, we call you like a, like I said, a hybrid millennial. Yeah. I have a same situation with my two daughters. Mm. Like I got one that's full on Gen Z. Yeah. She's the youngest. Yeah. Full on. Like everything, everything I read about it. All, like all the annoying stuff too it's her and then the other one is just not she has some different. traits of the gen z but she's like she's the partier and and, and again goes maybe out. it's because she's an older gen z maybe she's at the top end of that so yeah because yeah. she likes to be out yeah um, this was saying too at home they're like it's not home alone but to have friends over and, and not like jimmy drinking no. <laughs> like hey, jimmy I on a tuesday <laughs> What are you talking about? You drink just as much at home as I do. Yeah, but home his dog, alone he's in got your a, basement. He's got a dog. I got a dog. Yeah. Dog is always there. You're never you're, alone. You're in your a, loft watching <laughs> hockey by yourself, yelling at the TV. I got a wife drinking a 12 pack. <laughs> oh, number four, hey? <laughs> you know what I, I've also noticed, and I, I don't know why, uh, but I've noticed a little less hate lately for millennials, and it's kind of being now re sort of shifts it, it to the Gen Z's. Have you noticed that? I, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Just more studies and stuff done on Gen Z's. I guess they're, Maybe that's they're what at it the is. age now where it's like where we're trying okay, to figure out now in the workforce and the, what yeah. are they going to do to disrupt the workforce? <laughs> we're already comfortable with the millennials <laughs> and all your awards. Now we need to get into the Gen Z. <laughs> that's probably what it is. Welcome to the locker room. I hope I don't screw up her name. Amelia Earnhardt? Earhart. 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 Damn it. She's not the grandmother of Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> Earhart. Earhart. Amelia Earhart. Her son went on to race NASCAR. <laughs> I told you I was going to screw up. Amelia Earhart. Earhart. Yeah. Soul pilot. Um, she disappeared. What mm. year was that? 86 years ago. Wow. Um, so she, when, is when she disappeared trying to fly around the world, become the first woman to do that. Um, you know, obviously very famous story. She might still be alive on an island somewhere. Somewhere. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Makes sense. Her and Elvis. Living with the turtles. They're into barbecue. Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people think that she was abducted. Uh, you know, a lot of credible theories out there. So sh her plane, they might have found it. Yeah. That's that's cool. Um, We're going to hear more about this. It's a big story right now. And it was using um, like sonar, I think, from above. They think they have found her plane at the bottom of the ocean. At it the, is. Deep in the Pacific. It is kind of surprising how much we don't know about what's down in the oceans, right? Yeah. A little frightening. That's yeah. why some people have a phobia of it. I have a little bit of that. Especially if I'm swimming in the ocean and it's in deep water and you're like, what is below me? The problem I have with the ocean thing, and I very rarely have I been in the ocean. Yeah. Because I'm a bit of a landlocked dude and a uh, bit of a flat footer. But the odd time that I have been in, every time I jump in the water, I got that guy in my voice um, about the how dangerous the ocean is. Yeah. And you never actually ever listen to anybody that doesn't talk about how dangerous the ocean is like mm -hmm. now I listen to podcasts all the time so I'm constantly listening to people tell these horrific stories about how you can get carried away stuck in a in blink it of an eye yeah, without even realizing and suddenly you can't fight it so the few times that I have had the opportunity to be standing on the edge of the ocean there's that in the back of my mind like don't do it locked it's good safety you're not a good swimmer <laughs> You got a swimmer's bod. I have a swimmer's bod. It doesn't mean I'm good at yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. But the 
reason why a lot of the ocean hasn't been uh, explored is because it's Aliens. so massive. Like, like it's. Oh, thank like, you. <laughs> like, like, thank you, how, John Madden. No, but how deep? How deep she was? She was only fifteen thousand feet down. Oh, that's crazy. But the deepest part of the ocean is Mariana's Trench, not the band. I hate that band. You don't like that band? No, I can't stand that band. And and Mary <laughs> and that is thirty five thousand feet down. I didn't know that. Okay, there you go. Th- thanks. So it's Thank you. not that ocean fact. as deep. I was thinking, what more do we need in this yeah. discussion? <laughs> You're awesome, Jimmy. My ongoing journey of self improvement continues. Um, the reason I sent you this, Grant, is because I do all seven of these. <laughs> People who become happier and more content as they get older usually display these seven behaviors. Number, Let's review. Uh, number one, they embrace change. That's what totally I mean. You're yeah. all about change. Anytime there's change at work, I'm like, wow, oh, Lachlan is really embracing this well. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what an example for the rest of this workplace. <laughs> number two, you do. Okay, what do I, what is it? Welcoming solitude. Kind of like Superman with your fortress. I'm okay with with solitude. See, again, I think certain wirings, like there are Mm -hmm. certain people that need human interaction, and I just do not. Yeah. Like I got got my day, I got my routine, I'm good, right? I walk the dog, hang out with the wife, make dinner, do some work at home, do some chores. Mm -hmm. I don't sit there and go, hmm. I should have gone to the bar for a couple of hours and hung out with the boys. You don't. I you just don't crave never that, been eh? that guy. Jimmy's that guy. Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Jimmy likes the like. The I like constant. a mix. I like I like solitude and I like to be out and social. So yeah, mixing that stuff. Number three, practice gratitude. I've been doing that for years. Yeah. Ah, uh, don't. You're say, you're smirking. <laughs> you're smirking. I've always thought there isn't enough gratitude in the world, and I taught my kids this. This mm-hmm. is one of the few things that I taught my children because my wife did the heavy lifting in the yeah in, in the, the sort of the parental side of things. But I always told them, I said, make sure you're grateful, you know. And my daughters, both of them, when they would leave their classes, mm-hmm. would thank the teacher, and they were one of the few kids that would thank. Like when I when somebody goes out of their way to share their time or knowledge with you, I think you should mm-hmm. find a way to be grateful. Say thank you. It doesn't take much. I do that. Number four. Mr. Smirky McSmerson. <laughs> Staying active. Yeah. I do that. I do, you that. do that. Yeah. Um, number five, forgiving the past. <laughs> Jimmy just would died. <laughs> uh, you don't forgive yesterday. Okay. I'm okay with forgiveness. Uh, I'm working don't. on it. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Number six, limit your material possessions. Yeah. I don't have any money. So yeah, that's you're not, you're not been a, working well for me. Buying a whole bunch of stuff. And, yeah. Uh, number seven, nurturing your relationships. Totally do that. And I think there was a number eight on there. They begin listening to more Michael Bolton, <laughs> which you do. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Congrats. You just lost five IQ points. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.